Welcome back again to the Heavy Shelf Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Richards, and I'm happy to have with me, as always, Luca. Hello. And Moose. Hello. Today we've got a decent show for you, I'd like to think. Uh, Some predictions. Best show ever. Possibly. Well, I mean, now you guys are going to have to deliver on that. Um, (laughs) No. Uh, Yeah, we got a few things uh, some people have been maybe hoping for, maybe not. Maybe they wanted something different. Uh, Half-Life Alex, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Google Stadia, uh, we were right. And then um, we're going to touch on some, I guess it's meta discussion for me because I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. But it is a question of matchmaking. What's the proper way to match make online to where it's a fun gameplay and stuff. So that's pretty much the agenda of the day. Um, from Half-Life Alex in the trailer... You guys have both seen it by now. What do you think? Just on the trailer alone, not Half-Life Legacy and all that. The uh, trailer it, alone. It looks interesting, you know. I I like the uh, stuff they have mounted on the left hand. I think that's an interesting way of showing it. P- very practical for VR. You know? I, th- I think that it looks really cool. I, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed seeing it, especially as someone who missed the Half-Life train entirely. My favorite Half-Life game is Half-Life Opposing Force. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not really hip with it, but I saw it and I was like, ooh, dang, you know, this is, this is, this is cool. Um, of course, it's VR, so there goes all my interest in it pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. But it might, it might be that flagship game uh, that we've been, we've been hinting at, beating around the bush about, right? The game that makes people go, hey, VR actually has more to it than WarioWare style uh, mini games. Yeah, but, but I think it the looks industry cool. term is like that killer app or whatever. Um, the what? <laughs> the the killer app is the industry term for it. Like that the app that makes the thing do. Oh, killer app. Two killer words. App. Yeah, killer app. I thought you said like um, the killer app, and I was like, is that a disease? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, for it to be the killer app. It would need to convince Luca and you to buy a VR headset. Does it do that yet? Um, they're uh, expensive, so no. Yeah, I haven't seen enough of it to really be like, yeah, I'll go out and do that. Okay, so for its current <clears throat> price, which I think is like what entry is like a thousand eight hundred ducks. No, eight hundred ducks. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, we're gonna we're gonna have a good podcast. I promise. You know what? Um, I have to tell you, I personally do not have eight hundred ducks. Yeah, that's, uh, if, that if is I, more ducks than I. If can I inherit fit in a small body of water with a large amount of fowl within it, I might get a headset. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, even if it was in dollars instead of water birds, I don't think I could buy it. Water birds, <laughs> you guys. So, uh, how many ducks does it take to get a Half Life Alex? Um, <laughs> now, when it comes to the cost, the costs aren't going to go down for this. Um, I haven't heard anything yet about if, if you're going to be able to play it on Oculus or not, things like that. Because if so, Oculus is way more easy to get into. Mm. Yeah. This is like three hundred bucks. You know, I, I didn't really. I don't know. I I think I think it was just a. a I don't, I don't know what they call it, but I just always had it in my mind that the Steam VR headset and all other headsets were kind of like how they are with consoles, where they're yeah. all about the same. But you're in saying some the ways, Oculus yes. is like way cheaper. So well, it, do, yeah. Do you know more? Yeah. Do you know enough about? About VR for me to ask you these kind of questions? Go on, try. Because uh, be I, I was just wondering about what, what, is, what is the the disparity, I guess, in quality among these headsets? Like, does, how, how far does it go? Excluding, like, the, the Google Cardboard or whatever it usual, was. Usual, usually it'll be visual quality and um, the tightness of motion when it comes to 
Steam VR versus Oculus. Like Oculus, it'll be either blurrier or like jitterier. So like your character will seem like it. Like you, like even though you moved your hands smoothly, like the response on screen, your hands not moving quite like that, and you just have more modular options to go with with uh, Valve stuff usually. It's I don't know, but then again, I'm not saying Facebook's Oculus is as polished as something like that Apple would put out, but it does seem to be friendlier to get into. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where yeah. Steam VR is more like a text guy, a tech guy's option. Well, I mean, if if this is the um, the the game that people think, I guess it you is, can. That's, to, that's gonna like to, to make put it, it better, valuable. I can see people. Valve will be more pro, and then. This would be consumer. Oculus would be consumer. Yeah. Now, either way, though, you usually have 600, 700, 800, like depending on where you buy it and if you get a used model or not, it's going to be over 700 bucks for a lot of these headsets. Now, I don't know what this game could do to all of a sudden be like, yeah, I could spend that much money. Because from what I've seen, it could be just like any of these other on-the-rail games. If you've seen anything with VR, you don't actually move fluidly throughout a lot of these games. It's more of a, you stand here, like an, like an old-school shooter arcade. You stand here, pew, 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 swing, throw, dash, slash, whatever. And then, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this little button. I'm going to teleport over there now. And it's like very unnatural feeling. And if that's the case and they thought that they're just going to be able to bank off of the Half-Life name, this is going to flop hard. Yeah. And to be fair, I think movement is... How to traverse the world has been the real big hang-up in uh, VR games, because it's like, I I don't really want to, you know, get horribly motion sick, and I don't want to, like... Some of the games I remember, you kind of almost had to like punch in place to move as if you were like jogging and moving your arms while you jogged. And then there's the ones where you teleport, and then there's the ones where you're moving on a like that has been the big issue uh, for the entirety Mm -hmm. of VR, it seems to me, anyway. And and I feel like no matter what sort of system you choose of those listed, um, they all feel kind of clunky. I've I've had very little VR experience, but in the VR ex- experience that I've had, the most pleasant thing for me was to remain stationary. Um, and and if you play a game where you're gonna be doing the whole swinging arms, kind of kind of looking like a like a monkey sort of deal, or the teleporting or all that, it always feels a little bit outdated. It's like, yeah. dude, this is this is like a. Mm. Um, so I am curious to see how they'll overcome that. Um, of course, it's not like. Half Life is anywhere near uh, CS:GO or um, Fortnite, where there's a whole lot of movement in the in the gunplay. I, yes, I know bunny hopping like started with Half Life, right? Was it wasn't? But I mean, oh, like yeah. in we're, the there's no way we're gonna pin down the, where the bunny hop started. It's been in everything. But something I was just thinking of is that instead of VR trying to make what's awesome, like what we dream or what VR could be, they probably should just start with a genre. Like they might have to make an entirely different genre that plays to VR strengths and get us to like that first. Because right now, just if obviously biggest genre FPS has been for over a decade, for sure now. And then some. To get the full range of motion, all that stuff in FPS, you're gonna need those stands that last I checked cost 700 bucks. Because I was seriously gonna buy all this stuff at one point, but they literally, the day I went to go buy it, they pulled it from the site because they're like, we're still working on it. Are, are you talking um, about the ones where you have, like, you can run in place and stuff? Yeah, yeah. You put on shoes, and then the shoes go in like they they're supposedly naturally fall in these directional grids, so it'll sense that you're running at this degrees and that degrees and so on and so forth. And for the most part, what I've seen in people's videos and stuff, like, yeah, it's not bad. It looks, it's a little weird, but you get used to it. Um, but they had the full range of motion. So if you crouched, 
on the stand, you would crouch in the game. And then you had accessories like you can get pretty much uh, a frame of a gun shape that uh, that you can attach different things depending on the developer and how they design it. You can attach different tools to make the gun behave a certain way. So if you want to do the whole like side lean with the gun and all that stuff or like um, mount a gun on a railway, you could do that. And But again, to get the full way of how all that feels that that cart was looking like three thousand dollars for me part to get me, all that stuff part of me wonders Goodness if gracious. like vr will like bring back the arcade you know if you're Oof. gonna like if you're <laughs> gonna have businesses that get like the full you know kit of accessories and you know like how to get pink eye outbreaks real easy yeah yeah that's right okay i guess you could like have to have your own headset and then you bring that yeah. and they have all the externals byoh for sure there there are actually vr arcades already and um everyone that i've heard that's gone to them say that it's the future they love it it's awesome it's better than disney all that stuff and i think even disney has disneyland disney world whichever has some vr stuff too but there's some that go over the top of like they make a very curated experience so they build the infrastructure that's like simple blocks and grids and shapes but they essentially in the game they put a skin over that stuff so if there's a wall in game you're gonna bump into something when you walk against it in real life too you know and so that could be cool that could be really awesome that's like but but to me that's like paintball take take to the next level kind of thing you know yeah paintball with no cleanup or no paint um (laughs) not gonna lie i kind of want to do that now sounds fun now Someone asked a question earlier about uh, finger movements. You can buy different gloves or different things that you attach, like all cyberpunk style, to your fingers to get finger movements. So you can have full dexterity and movement and everything. Makes flipping people off real easy. You, yeah. Oh, they do it. That was one of the first things. Like, I imagine the moment, the moment that thing activated and the loading screen was done, like, it was a bird. Yeah. Does it pass uh, the middle finger test? Yeah. Got it. Can you imagine so, like uh you know what, how, how um, I think it'd be done with that. I would I would definitely like some people would be for their their first thought would be let's do VR but chess, but you actually grab chess pieces. No 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 no. Let's let let's skip past that. Let's do a little better than that. Strategy games could be a good genre to start with. To where, it, because I have played some of those on the VR headsets I had in the past, to where it really has this cool God mode-like feeling where you can lean over and look into the battlefield, you know? Ooh, that, and it's that's like pretty they're, cool. Because it's like your little toy soldiers you play with as, as a kid, but they come to life. Like, that was cool. There are some things that do it in AR, but it's it's too choppy and jumpy from what I've seen in the past. It's better to have a, a controlled, just all-digital experience. Like, you can lean over. And maybe if you can then, if you have those gloves, you can move the tanks or maybe even like, a, again, if we're treating it like it's a true God mode, you just kind of sweep a motion of your hand and say, I want this water to crash over this army. Like literally make a God mode game to where you're just doing stuff with your hands like you're a God and like, oh, I'm going to sweep this plague over this place now. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, they should look into, in my opinion. maybe literally make a new genre of specifically God mode type games. Yeah. As far as them trying to make a killer app or something or, or a new genre. Cause um, right now there's a lot of strategy games that have a God mode kind of sub genre to it. I think they should go just full God mode and see what they come up with. Mm-hmm. Have you guys any played any of those God mode type games? It reminds me of uh, this phone game that was really big when I was a kid where uh, you had this island with little people on it and you effectively were the god of the island and you could manipulate the world and, you know, do all sorts of stuff. And something mm-hmm. like that in three, you know, in, in VR, I think would be really interesting, to say the least. Um, um, there was a game, I can't remember if it was called Dirt or Sand or something like that, but the whole premise of was like you were a god of this little tiny islands village people 
and you had to shape the terrain through acts of weather or environment to um, help them survive or die, whichever, you know? Yeah. Because, like, the flood was coming, and you had to move them around. And so I was just thinking of how cool would it be if you could, like, literally take your finger and drag it through the sand on the game map, but with just a slight finger drag for you, you're literally drawing a canyon for your people to travel through, you know? You're parting the Red Sea. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like you could literally do that kind of stuff. It sounds silly, and it's like, man, David really wants to play a god. What's up with that? No, I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, the, oh, this is cool factor, that's what killer apps do. Like, oh, this is fun. Oh, this is cool. He, he just wants to decide which nations prosper and which ones are destroyed <laughs> utterly beneath his hand. Yeah, that's it. There's, there's nothing that, to that's it. That's perfectly so, healthy. Look, that's normal, right? I'm just saying, civilization games are getting kind of boring now. Maybe Civilization VR, more God mode stuff. That'd be nice. <laughs> that is an interesting thought, though, because I do, I do think the perception of VR as a uh, gaming medium is very limited into first-person mm-hmm. shooters and stuff like that. Um, there, <laughs> there was, this is an obscure reference here, there was a Jumanji game, I think, that came out. Um where it was almost like a like a side scrolling platformer in a sense uh, you know those two and a half d things um mm-hmm. and that didn't do very well apparently it was like getting punched in the gut or i don't know some other motion sick inning effect <laughs> yeah um but you know well, it I'm... is interesting to think about what if this was vr what if this was vr besides like racing and first person shooters from what I've well, heard, racing though, does seem like a natural one to go, but sorry, yeah. go ahead, Luca. Uh, I agree with the racing thing, I think. And and the uh, peripherals would be very easy for that. But um, as far as the motion sickness goes, from what I've heard, uh, the more you do it, the less... Uh, like, basically, I've heard you can overcome it. I don't know if that's true, but that is what I've heard. So. But pe- people don't like to play games to overcome motion sickness. That's, no, that's no, a killer for most people. But, you know, to be fair, you know, if it's really that big a problem, uh, there's all sorts of like, there's a million different products that are supposed to help with seasickness. I'm sure, in- including ones that you know don't require <laughs> taking any uh, of those dirty, dirty drugs. Um, and uh, I'm it's sure just one it's, of those it's a prohibitive problem for a lot of people. Yes, yeah, yeah it is. Like I'm, adventure. I'm so lucky in that like it just doesn't affect me whatsoever. Never had a moment of sickness playing VR. I feel so, I'm legit grateful for that. But I have had to take seasickness pills and stuff on the ship, and I would wish that on no one, um, because not all are equal. Some mess you up even more in a different kind of way. And uh, it's one of those things, then that's a whole other conversation of like, okay, so how good does this VR have to be to where we have a new culture to where you're popping pills to play video games, you know? Because you uh, shouldn't have to pop any pills or medication. Like they return to our uh, dystopian future segment, you know? <laughs> well, we're not going to go in there because we could derail the podcast. But you see what I'm saying? Like, so for the yeah. most part, I'm there with Moose. Like, it's still very prohibitive and uh, we got to not have a standard to where you have to take medicine to play well, yeah, no, what games. I'm, like I said, though, there are some things that are supposed to work that are, are not uh, medication-based, like uh, weird bands that press certain pressure points and stuff. I, I don't know. In, yeah. Either way, it's still buried no, entry. It's still no, going to be a problem. No, you're right. Like, um, yeah, I've seen some of that stuff, too. Like, if you have, if you're wearing bands in certain places on your body, it gives you more of a sense of awareness of where your limbs are, so you're not getting disoriented and thereby dizzy and them sick um yeah it's it's still a lot to come over to, to overcome though and again if this was supposed to be the killer app from what i'm seeing from the half-life community it's not enough excitement like i haven't seen anything that says like oh man i'm definitely buying vr now if anything i've seen anger that it's not going to be available just to play well, I'll say this. I think that if someone, if if the game comes out and a lot of people are giving good reviews of it and like, it's like, dude, this is seriously good. I think all these people who are like, man, I wish I could play it would be pushed a lot for uh, a lot, a lot further to buying a VR headset than otherwise. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a huge issue. I, I, I don't believe that Valve was like, oh, we'll just 
VR. We'll just choose that at random. Um, if it comes out and it's a success, I think it's really going to have an impact. I, I like to imagine that, you know, in, in the boardrooms of Valve, right, they had, you know, a twister where you spin the arrow, right? And there's a yeah. little pie chart. I, I like to imagine they had one of those to decide the genre of the next game, right? Because, you know, they're like, ah, this whole first-person shooter thing is getting kind of boring, right? And, you know, so they have this giant, like, oh, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, like uh, like Civ or, you know, like this or, what you know, a million different genres. And then this tiny little sliver of first-person shooter, but in VR, and it just lands on that <laughs> entirely randomly. Yeah, the uh, they, they played, they played, uh, what is it, Plinko? Just yeah. dropped it and seed which saw which one it landed in. Yeah. Is it? But so I'm seeing the chat here. The one game that would get me to brave sickness and pay a bunch of money for VR would be Zoo Hospital VR. <laughs> God, you know, wait. You know what would be actually really interesting in VR? I mean, that could be educational. So you could actually get cross running for your game on that. You know, you know what could actually be really cool in VR is a game like Roller Coaster Tycoon. I think anyway. No, not like not for to like ride the roller coasters in first person, but to be able to like view something you built from that sort of godlike. No, I, to, I, to I view your death coaster. I think you nailed it. Soar I think you nailed it feet because you nailed it in that for a lot of time those roller coaster games, you only had like you see what you built and that's it. And then it was a feature in a later game that you can actually ride the coasters. Uh huh. Yeah, and that's and the perfect. Roller the VR, because you get the god mode overlooking the coaster set up, and then you get to experience it from the first person view. Where do you want your check sent? Yeah, no, I, I, I think that would be really cool. Just, you know. Yeah, yeah me too. I actually I kind of want a roller coaster type of VR game if they don't have it already. I really want to, you know, loom over the entire park as all of my rides simultaneously <laughs> explode and kill all the riders. Yeah, dude. You've like played everything. You've got all the achievements. You're like, I just kind of want to go final destination with this. And I'm just gonna thump this track off, and there goes that family of five. No, there should just be a an option in the VR version for to like you know rather than being manipulating the world, you know, like oh I'll move this like that to just have two giant pairs of hands that you do like that that you manipulate with the controllers and just like you know when when you're at the end of the game and you've got all the achievements and you're like ah, I'm bored with this now. Just smash the entire park like you're a child with Lego, you know? Yeah, it's a like like Master Hand and Super Smash Bros, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, when we're talking about those games that are that they need to kind of just develop its own genre, who's to say they can't make a game like Rampage? Except it's your hands now, and you just have to destruct things as fast as possible with your hands. That's a good little free arcade game, you know? Yeah, I play that. Huh. People would Twitch stream that, and then that's free marketing, and then more people would play. Then you start doing DLC for gloves for your hands, and then you have skins, and then loot boxes. Man, truly, truly the future. It's like, a, <laughs> gosh, the, the idea of buying... $20 for the Michael Jackson glove. Well, hold on, because the idea of buying gloves as like a microtransaction, CSGO already did it. Yeah. We're... I, I tell you what, I've been playing Call of Duty uh, for a while, and this is not a segue, we're going to go to Stadia next, but I fell for it because I've been loving the game so much. Um, they keep advertising like, look, you can have a watch. And I'm like, that you, would you be kind of nice to have the, where I can see the watch in the game so I can know I've been playing Call of Duty too much, maybe stop. And then um, pretty much 90% of the guns you use, the watch is not in view. Ooh. You never see it. You got tricked, boy. I got tricked. Now, did you have to play pistol watch. only? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but um, well, that that's how all the coolest people play. Yeah. So, Half Life, Alex. It's. I don't think it's going to be the thing that saves VR. We'll see. We'll see, though. There's more. I mean, it's coming out March of next year, I believe, March 2020. Hey, while we're on this, while while we just finished talking about DLC, um, I would I would just like to take a minute. Uh, Rust, the fantastic game where you beat people to death with rocks, is uh, planning to release its first ever DLC, um, and it is an instrument pack. That's right, you'll be able to play a piano, a drum, 
Xyla Bones. Ooh, look at that. Uh, a trumpet, a cowbell, a bass guitar, normal guitar, pan flute. So, you know, when we're talking about things that you can buy in games, there we go. We have it. That was, that was the segment, look at what's new in this game. Thanks for I, tuning in. I, I, I'm going to buy that game now just to play the cowbell. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, just, I mean, I'm going to... just I'm, imagine people setting up their base or whatever, setting up shop in um, Rust, and there's that one game that their signature sound before they kill you all is just cowbell. Like, no, it's going to turn and into you just West hear Side it in the Story. Distance. It's like, it's like, dink. No, no, like, dink. like, yeah, no, it, yeah, just like Dink. it starts real like, slow. Oh God! Oh God! They're here. Well, it just starts real slow, you know, like the just you know, tink, t- and then it, you know, there's another one, right, and another one, and, and the, you open the door, there's just fifty guys just like smacking cowbells, all just flailing their arms about <laughs> before they come for you. I mean, oh, God, you know, they they got photos of people with the it's a sousaphone. Is that a is that a thing? Did they just is that like a mix up of two things? So they have plumber's trumpet. I, I don't know what instruments are. Um, but anyway, they got like these tuba-looking things, and they're riding horses in heavy armor. I mean, just imagine that happening. You're just getting charged by 40 dudes all playing the, the trumpet and um, saxophone and all sorts of things. Not saxophone. Anyway. I mean, my, my question is, is that do you think instruments would save Stadia? Yeah, uh... so... I think being able to... That was a violent segue for those listening. <laughs> I think being able to play an instrument um, over the internet at the cost of massive amounts of bandwidth is really something that people are looking for. No, see, because the problem that you have to remember is, uh, you know, to play instruments, generally you want to play them with other people so that you can have, you know, a complex and tasteful piece of music. The issue is... When you're playing 30 seconds behind everyone else because you're playing through Stadia, you know? Yeah, that, kinda, that does... ruins the effect, doesn't it? That does make it difficult. I don't even know if you can play multiplayer games in Stadia. Well, that's something we should probably know before we talk about it in length on a podcast. But either way, so far, you know, Sarah says Stadia sucks. I mean, to put it bluntly, um, there's just not enough... They're not doing anything... That's really convincing that makes us need to get Stadia, you know? Like, yeah. where, where's the need for the market? Like, I, it's, it's still not here. The data bandwidth isn't here either. Like, what are they doing? What was it? It was um, seven, seven gigabytes. How, how much was it that was being used? Okay, hold on. I'm going to look it up. You guys talk about something else. Well, I look up work. <laughs> Luca, what are your what just, are your just, thoughts just, on just work correctly? Yeah, what would what would yeah, Stadia need to do for you probably, to be like? If it, I if need to, they I got need it to play. where it was working and it wasn't you know consuming. The That's it. Just work, and then you'll try it. They'll give it a shot. You know, and like there, you know, everything you know worked nice and it ran smooth. And everything. Yeah, you know, I'd try it. You know, because like you think about it, a gaming laptop is a heavy, heavy thing. You know, and if you want a game while you know you're out of town or whatever, I think it's probably a lot easier to have a little you know like Chromebook. Well, not Chromebook, but you know some some sort of like lighter uh, computer and a little controller or whatever. Or you know if you're someone who doesn't own a gaming computer, like yeah, you know it it'd be a worthwhile service again if it worked well. But it, from everything I've heard, it doesn't really. Unfortunately. Yeah, I'm seeing here from extremetech.com. They're reporting that um Stadia uses nearly 16 gigabytes per hour um for uh 4K at uh 35 megabits per second, which after yeah. 65 hours you've already hit a terabyte of uh data usage. And, and that's just a lot. And I feel like if you have the ability to do that, you have the ability to buy the console and the game. So what's the point? And on top of it, I mean, in some ways, like, I I still want to say Stadia has its place because I think, in my opinion, it's proven to be the kind of competition 
that is better for the consumer because it is essentially a subscription service to get into these games. And you have the ability to play anywhere, everywhere. Don't know how much of a need that is. Maybe they misread some marketing data from like what the Nintendo Switch has. Yes, Switch yeah. is awesome because you do get to play in a lot of places. However, what's baked in is the Nintendo fanaticism. Google, you don't have that. What are you doing? Like, and, I mean, you're looking like, at the numbers wrong. But um, as far as like the competition, I I feel that uh, Xbox has stepped up a lot with their Game Pass. You guys have heard me say it before. No, we're not sponsored. But they keep doing even more better stuff with it, and they keep giving you better deals. There's something out now for a limited time to where if you get Game Pass, for a dollar, you get Game Pass, which is all awesome. It's got Outer Worlds, Xbox exclusives, all that stuff on there for free to play. It feels like free, but it's a dollar. You also get EA Access. You get Discord Nitro. You can boost servers like ours. And you get Spotify Premium for three months is for a dollar. Is this part of the Stadia package? No, no. This is Microsoft Xbox Game Pass. That's what I'm saying. The competition wow. is stepping up even more. They dropped this like, like two. They dropped this two or three days before Stadia dropped. That's why I was like, "Oh snap! This has got to be." I thought I thought you were saying like uh, this is what Google Stadia is doing to try and try and make it so that their their service seems more worthwhile. If Stadia was doing it, would you be more intrigued? Uh, no. Are you kidding me? The the minimum internet amount that they say like they say like 10 megabits per second that's like well, double what so, i have so that's I what i'm saying like let's say you internet. had the internet capabilities and you saw google stadia doing this uh, would you be like whoa i gotta try it i'm i i kind of want to say no but but i don't think i can just because i would like the ability to i mean depending on like the the cost i don't know i would, I would like the ability to test out games really quick and not have to download them for, for as, as long and to switch yeah. them out just to see what I like. But I don't think I would be like, yeah, I'm a Stadia gamer. I mean, I'm going to have a computer at home where I actually buy the games that I want to play more than just for, you know, a, f- a few days to see if I like them or not. And that's where I'm going to actually play it because... Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want them predicting my genetic code based off of what I do in a game, you know. <laughs> I don't want them creating clones some, of me. For some reason, when you say they predict your genetic code, it reminded me of the story about how um they said Facebook at one point could determine when you're about to have a kid or if you're pregnant without you knowing you're pregnant. Yeah, can you And it made me think of like what kind of video games would you play for them to know? Oh, you're about to tie the knot. You're about to get married. Can you, can I, you I, imagine? I feel the, I'm, I'm fighting the urge to just full-on dive in the video game dystopia right now. You're really <laughs> no, no, tempting I, me. I have, I have more to say about this. <laughs> go for it. You can have a go-ahead. Go, go, I go. mean, just, yeah, can, can you imagine? I'm yeah, just going to yeah, leave go it ahead. at that. I'm just going to let so your we mind see, uh, explore. We see you person. Go we for see, it. Um, well, I have, a, I have a thing, too, so let me, let me burn through you. Sorry, Luca. But I just imagine, because, you know, they have this global data. And they're like, uh, we noticed that uh, you, when I say you, I'm talking to anyone, not anyone of you guys, so <laughs> don't worry, I'm not putting you in an awkward position. But, um, so let's put it this way. We noticed you, Sam, play a lot of Stardew Valley. Jessica, who rides the same train as you to work every day, three seats down, also has been playing a lot of Stardew Valley. And then you just have an email that links up. It's like, hey, here's so-and-so that wants to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you're playing Stardew Valley multiplayer together what's going on you know like they just have all that data and they actually start using Ooh, it yeah They're i know like, facebook in the past they straight up admitted it and then they like only when they were called out like hey well that's not cool like, oh oh well we're we're sorry is that they admitted that they were doing experiments on people who were depressed and yeah. happy and like do these posts make them happier do these posts make them sadder and a lot more often the posts made them sadder but they didn't quite stop yeah, <laughs> until they got the like results. A rant and they're like, studies into like not cool. Effects not on, cool. On I mean, interesting stuff, that you I'm can pull it off, that. but maybe don't. But yeah, no, I, and they're I like, okay, we won't do it again. 
yeah, yeah. But let's be clear, Stadia is getting into this for the data. That's why I'm, I'm going into this because it's relevant. Stadia is not like, oh, you know what? We really love video games and we want to, mm, we really want to be mm-hmm. the best experience for video gamers. Video the games. Other, video the other games thing I want to point gamers out about this is because we're there. talking about like no, the dystopian. They just want to see uh, that data. It's Stadia for the data. All that data. From its, uh, from its Stadia data. Like founding documents or whatever uh, in, within the last few years. So just. You know, just by the way, uh, Google is literally Satan now. So, yeah, just have fun with that. Yeah. They're like, they're like, yeah, I mean, guys, it's really, just don't be evil. It's really hurting our bottom line. We got some ideas that could really bring in a lot of money, but it's kind of evil. Uh, do it. Do it, yeah. Yeah, based on your gameplay patterns, <laughs> oh we've God. determined that you actually have a number of diseases. Um, can, can you imagine? So just we, like, we just went know. ahead and sent you the bill uh, with some medication. <laughs> just, Go ahead and take it. Trust us. Take it. Well, oh God, just go. I just, I, I love. We're gonna like, have um, to, we're gonna have to find a pause here in a second because of, okay, we, we, we can go like full dystopian. Uh, we got other where, like, there's, stuff there's to talk two about. people, but go on, and like everyone kind of knows they're gonna get together. You know. But like they 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 don't want to like they're, they're they're like nah nah right you know can you imagine like Google's hmm mm-hmm. yes unfortunately how many I friends do you have Google. I don't really like it it's a terrible time anyway Gosh, it's like, um, that, you so require at least two friends for that group and, you know, there's two people like that and Google just you know sort of like <laughs> has been tracking their their like gaming together and just Google starts sending messages so. When are you going to ask her out? Come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. <laughs> like, Google starts pressuring the person. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Start sending emails in their name. Mm-hmm. And then the other like, first off, who emails people for a date? This is weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, <laughs> oh, man, but... Oh, wow. That's just not Google Sadie, what are you doing? <clears throat> and like it just seems silly now and it's like guys, save your money while you can cuz with how things have been, sorry for that violent pause. Um I've always thought of PlayStation growing up like they are the company of video games outside of Nintendo. Nintendo was more the company of fun and entertainment. But then PlayStation was like, no, we can do games even bigger and better, you know? So I've always seen them as like, this is the place to be for gamers. Oh my God. Um, so Nintendo Fun, PlayStation Gamers, and then Xbox, I'd I say just, gamers I with um, friends. Like, so match and there's gamers with They've friends. had a great um, live experience, that kind of thing. They've all had their strengths. But... <laughs> well, like... Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Like their Xbox strength yeah. wasn't always the exclusives outside of Halo and stuff like that. It was um, their online multiplayer far, far better than PlayStation. Um, and so, th- <laughs> you like if you if you're honest with yourself, if you've had a PlayStation and you've had an Xbox, those games you played with friends, those memories most likely took place on an Xbox. Not always, of course, but most likely. Um, when you hear about oh, of uh, course, yeah, communities online and like people saying the gamer word and stuff I like didn't that, know Xbox Live was for it's always Xbox Live word. is what's referenced. That's true. So my, the point I'm trying to get to is that um, how much efforts, yeah, how much efforts Microsoft is putting into like get putting games in our hands, like because the Game Pass stuff is very consumer friendly. I mean, it takes like. I mean, right now it's like a dollar a month. There's some, it's like, I think for me it's five bucks because I, 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 I unsubscribed to our lost my dollar a month deal thing that I had, but it's like $5 a month for me. Um, that is ridiculous for all the games that I get, like AAA titles, classic titles, curated indie titles. It would take a year and some change to even, yeah, it would take like three years for it to match the value that I would spend on like maybe two or three indies, like $60 up front. 
Like, so I, I could stay subscribed to Game Pass yeah. for three years and get all those games eventually for free on there. Se- seemingly for free, just because I've invested so little. And with them doing smart deals like getting EA to put their whole library on theirs, and then you have Discord Nitro, which used to have a library, but they got away with it, and then Spotify Premium, like, holy shit, you guys are making some good deals for consumers. Now, obviously, they've got to be doing something with our data behind the scenes for this to be working for them. But dare I say it's Mm. working, for me at least? I mean, you just got Game Pass, Lucas, so you'll have to tell me in a couple months. Do you feel like it's awesome, you know? And, uh, I mean, one of its biggest strengths is that you get to download it. I know, Moose, your internet's not the best, so you wouldn't benefit from Game Pass because it'd be a chore to get a lot of these games. But something like PlayStation Now, you can only download the PS4 games. The other ones you have to stream. You know, like companies and and their use of data, including with uh, Games Pass. Yeah, go on. This is a Microsoft thing, and Microsoft is the operating system my computer runs on, so I feel like if they want the data, they probably already have it. Mm-hmm. They got everything already? Yeah, yeah. That's why you don't upgrade past Windows XP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it's funny that you said that because honestly, the first thing honestly, they said, "Oh, you want yes, to try this game like Windows PC? 10, There's all sorts of like sketchy things 10. about it, and I hate that. And in like I did. More, uh, I don't some of the more it. recent uh, computer releases, it starts itself in like a limited state where you have to get all your apps and stuff through their weird app store. However, as a piece of like, as as the user interface with Windows 10 goes, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Like I really like it. Uh, I, I find it a lot easier to work with than 7. I'm, I'm, I'm still a Mac guy, and if you know Mac versus PC, operating system-wise, so much easier to get through. Like, thank God. Like, there needs to be a world peace prize for Mac. However, if you're trying to play yeah. a video game on Mac... I'm so sorry, but you can't. It's not. It's never gonna happen. It sucks. Max sucks for gaming. But that's not. That's my TED talk on Max. We're gonna take a hard, hard turn to matchmaking because I had an op- opportunity for the segue earlier, but I didn't take it. Ooh. Um, I wanted to talk about Call of Duty, which I feel is back in full swing. Um. As some of you may remember in previous podcasts, I've said that I'm kind of like the proto casual. In that, if I'm doing good in the game, they need to nerf some things. Um, if I'm doing bad in the game, they need to buff it because I'm usually right, perfectly in the middle. I'm not. I don't suck, but I'm not god tier, just running over things. In my experience with Call of Duty, it's been pretty good in that I've gotten chances to feel god tier, and then other times I've had to learn a thing or two. Like stop doing that. People are smarter than you at this game they're going to figure out your tactic real fast now from my experience a lot of this has been been from a skill-based matchmaking you may see that more and more online as sbmm i'll be honest i had to google it just because all the predators were like sbmm take it away take it away take it away it's bad and i'm like what is this sbmm and why are people talking about it like it's hitler uh so a lot of the problem that the Call of Duty community is having right now is that some people aren't getting to just mow over other gamers on matches. So if I'm understanding them correctly, they want to take away the matchmaking, which I feel has been pretty good. Like it's gotten Call of Duty back. I, I've been away from Call of Duty for seven years. I feel like they're doing really good right now. And they have a patch coming up here real soon. And I'm afraid they're going to break the game especially if they do away with skill-based matchmaking. So that's the side I'm on. But I wanted to get the opinion of Luca and Moose on, do you think skill-based matchmaking is better for online play in that the matchmaking, if you suck for like five matches, for instance, you'll be put into a lower tier of players. You'll be put into the daycare. 
Essentially, yes. And then if you're good for five matches, you'll be put in the higher tier of players. Now, so that almost guarantees yeah. that you will feel God tier or just straight stomped on one out of every 15 matches. Now, in my experience, I've been having a blast. Honestly, like, this feels almost too good, as I was saying before the podcast. It's like they've honed in on that kind of systems that are addictive, but in all the right ways. Like, man, I'm unlocking stuff, I'm achieving stuff, I'm earning things. Um, I'm getting kills that make sense to where I'm having to be tactical and I'm rewarded for being tactical. As I've said in the past, like, I hate it when shooting games don't let you be tactical. It's like, oh, adjust your so mouse settings to where you can hop all the time and just be a freaking jackrabbit jumping around all the time and this and that, you know, to where you just change your key bindings and just go God mode. Um <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's been good. Like I've, like there's um, been so many Call of Duties. Like I don't even play it for more than an hour just because it just doesn't feel good. Now, so I'm wondering if I'm the proto casual, and it seems to hit the sweet spot in all the right ways, but everyone else, and again, their argument I've seen is that they want the ability to be, they want the ability to stomp on people, and then their argument is. Isn't it fun to get stomped on every now and then to be like, whoa, that guy is good. Cause I was like, no, yeah. that doesn't feel good ever. I'm never like, whoa, that, that guy is good. Okay. So I'm like, how did he get in this lobby with us? He's level 144 and I'm you, 44. Okay. So I think what is happening again? That's my very one sided, just blasted through idea of it. What do your guys think? Should it be free for all random, like God God tier in with people who just got in the game for the first time? Should it be all mixed bag? Or should it be within um five to ten matches your placement could change? Because the, the one of the one of the flaws in that, I will say, is that they can essentially smurf I think it really depends and on just like suck kind for of five matches you know? to then I just barrel through uh, people. Which I know, a, I think I did feel like the other you have, for instance, like smaller teams and one really great player or one really mm -hmm. bad player on either team can like really change the the outcome of the game. I think those are cases where, yeah, definitely, definitely should have a, a skill-based matchmaking sort of uh, element to it. But I think there are also games where you have really large teams, you know, and... I feel like in a game where you have a large enough team and each individual, while important, isn't, you know, the, the make or break for, for the teams, I think it makes more sense to have uh, some really good players, you know, some higher level players or more skilled players and some less skilled players and roughly have both teams be even overall, right? Because then you get that sort of effect of, oh, I'm, you know, let's say you're mid-tier, you know, oh, I'm just curb stomping all these, you know, people, oh, they're good you know they're good people came and got me i think like that also can can work uh work well the issue with that the issue the issue you get with those is when like games that try and do shit uh, you like, know I, i've never like thought that, of it like that they, go on sorry always i was, was going to give kudos that game where it doesn't quite work and w more higher level people end up on one side or the higher level people on your team leave because there's just too many bad people or whatever and then and then you're just stuck in that one match of insurgency where you know you're not going to win. <laughs> yeah. I'm having so many like Battlefield 1 flashbacks. Mm. Because no, you you're right though in that I think in that case it does make much more sense with a bigger team. I hadn't thought of it in that way. Um, but yeah, you could have the issue to where all the good guys went on one side yeah. and then now you have 64 versus like 32 and well, no hopefully one, team these balance matches, wouldn't allow that. Well, yeah, exactly. when everyone leaves, well, that's the thing too. It's like, well, hold up. I was just defending point B and now you're throwing me to the enemy. I don't want to join them. Yeah. The, the auto balance feature is inherently like, like annoying. It, it feels, 
it feels stupid. It's like, well, yeah, just, I, oh, I've, I've had that. Like, I'd rather though, them be yeah, like, been, you know what, we're going to call it. This, this, this match oh, is done. Stalemate, and just throw it quickly however, into another one. There you know? could be a middle ground, um, right? Where there's some sort of, okay, you know, I've played games where it will ask, you know, do you want to switch to the other team to help team balancing? And I'm always like, no. However, if it said, would you like to switch to the other team to help team balancing for this many XP extra, or, you know, just like literally any, anything to incentivize <laughs> you to, you know, sacrifice that hard work to win that round, you know, because if you don't win the round, you're not getting as much XP. Very, very good, good point. Time, so they need some sort of trade off there. And a lot of games either just ask you or force you. And I don't mm -hmm. think either of those is going to work very well. I agree. Moose, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It, it almost seems to me like a really... I don't want to say... I don't want to say easy solution. But yeah. if it's like a ranked game, mm -hmm. you, you can always find people who will, who will lose a bunch to have some easy matches. But eventually, you get put back to where you are. So you can't just, you know, Smurf accounts are always an issue too. But eventually you get to where your skill level is with the Smurf account. So it'll be unfortunate for other people, but it's, it's not a permanent thing, right? So, so for that reason, obviously to me, if it's a ranked game, you, you, do, you do the ranking based on player skill. Mm -hmm. And you just take the, the setbacks that come with that. In a larger game like Battlefield 1, um, it's it would be nice to have some team balancing but not like you're always only fighting people your level like you know there's an equal amount of people who are rank 100 on this team as there are this team or at least a close to an amount because that's just that's just part of the game people are better than you you know you're you're going to have to you're going to have to deal with it that's that's part of the experience in a game with 64 on 64 i did notice though when i when i still had battlefield 1 installed a lot of the times, the games where a team got crushed, they had fewer high rank people on it, right? So just that sort of balance would be good for those bigger games. Um, if, it's, if you're playing something like pretty, pretty casual, like CSGO when you're playing the casual mode, just take whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's not... You might, you might get gut stomped. It doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, right now, because there's not a ranked mode, it's pretty much everyone in Call of Duty is having to do skill-based matchmaking. And it's just been interesting that the problem has persisted long enough that the people just dig deeper who hate it. And so it's like, you know, just how when someone, I feel, is like losing an argument or it's hard for them to state their case, they keep coming up with other things. But it's like, this actually is, no, this just sounds worse. Just admit it. You don't like losing. You want to guarantee a win every time at the cost of real other people's gaming experience. Like, because they, some of these arguments I've seen, they really just want to always win because it's always their decisions, their technique, their skill. It's never that they ran into someone else as good as them. You know, um, if, if they lose, it's because someone else's, it's, it's not their fault that they weren't good enough. Um, they want to continuously always pop stomp because that's what's exciting for them. Mm -hmm. Not considering, but the other people who pay the same amount of money for this game didn't pay this money to be your cannon fodder. Like, they want to enjoy the game too. Yeah. And so, yeah. I think it is a ranked or unranked. Just do that. But right now, for Call of Duty, it's only one. We'll see though. They got a big patch coming up. Who knows what they're gonna fix? They they just remove I know. servers entirely. <laughs> That'll fix your complaining. No game for you. Well, that's nothing too. It's funny that you said that because um, so I've seen them argue like get rid of matchmaking servers and just have people do server browsers. And I'm sure some people like that experience. I actually hate server browsers. I don't want to have to figure out well which ones are good, which ones are have hackers which ones are, no i just want to go here 
Yeah. Put me in the game, please. Agree. Thank you. It, it really depends on the game, but for a game like Call of Duty, where it's a lot more arcadey, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good point, though, on, on the bigger teams. I think that's where it would be hard to do skill-based matchmaking um, perfectly, and, and it's more of like, hey, let's have some little There's leeway also- you're going to have your higher-ranked soldiers anyways on the battlefield. Just a different way. That so you're going to have your top-tier people, and you're going to have a lot of grunts thing. that just bought or, the game. Or, or, you know, worked on making, I guess, good matches where everyone's more or less equal. Uh, it's not entirely comparable. Mm-hmm. I just think it's an interesting point. Is War Thunder, right? It's based... I, yeah, I, I know, I know. I, 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 do, I, do, I do love War Thunder. How, however... I just I think it's interesting mm-hmm. that that game just <laughs> he loves he loves War Thunder so I'm like wow this, this is impressive segue to War Thunder because it's entirely based on on your battle rating like how good is this stuff you're bringing well if you have stuff that good you should have enough hours in the game to not be bad have fun right uh but then But then Oof. there's then there's the that does make me wonder about the uh, weapons I'm unlocking in Call of Duty of like, that where am I really good with this weapon or did I just get a, an easy to use weapon? Like having a Smurf account because you know you're pl- flying your little biplane, you know, and uh, just murdering all of the noobs, just every single one. None of them, none of them are good. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what happens a lot in World of Tanks too. You you get the the one dude with the maxed out crew on like a T one Cunningham, otherwise known as something like that. Time. And since yeah. mostly noobs are playing the new tanks, you just but, uh, wipe the floor. Go on. So it it does have its flaws. <laughs> well, either way, I mean, games are still flawed, but uh, right now I think it's. Pretty good time for games. I'm excited with yeah, what yeah. we've had come out. We the, the nominees just came out. We're not going to talk about that in today's podcast. We're going to be talking about that coming up um, in another podcast. But uh, I'd say it's pretty good time for video games right now with yeah. Game Pass and Call of Duty's back and um, we Halo had Reach is coming to PC here soon. Anthem. It's going to be, um, they're going to overhaul that, like they're listening to the fans. <laughs> and we're all going to watch from a distance, very, yeah, we're gonna... <laughs> very anxious about what's going to happen. Yeah, so I don't know, I, in my opinion, there's just a lot of good stuff for gamers out there right now. It's pretty all right. We're, but somehow we find ways to complain. I don't know. I don't know. Just me. I'm pretty happy. I don't know about you guys. Uh, that being said, it's pretty all right, you know. Uh, all of our data's gone. It's it's theirs now. But uh, video games are good. Yeah. Just like um, <laughs> once a month, all of the like on that note, terrifying ideas that dystopia note. We should have just games. like a video game dystopia podcast all together, <laughs> and just rip on that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, very mildly, I was talking to a guy while playing Minecraft, and um. I was messing around with the idea of paying miners to mine a Minecraft. And then, oh, wait, creativity mode just took all the Minecraft miners' jobs. And it's like, there's no escape. Our jobs getting, kept, keep getting being taken by automation and creative, creativity mode and all that stuff. Oof. So, yeah. Um, That's rough. Big oof. We're going to wrap this up, though. I think it's a good podcast. Cool. Robust. Um, thanks for the commentary. <laughs> Don't giggle at robust. It's a word. I can use it. Um, um, there weren't too many pauses. I'm doing a lot of ums and likes though, so let me go ahead and get this outro. Moose, Luca, thanks for being with us. Thanks for the chat and the commentary. Um, bless you for those people who are having the game on a Mac. I feel you. I've had to do it. <laughs> Hopefully, Santa brings you a PC someday. If you want to check out our other stuff, we have everything on heavyshelf.com. A new series, Dungeons and Dota. I love it. I'm hoping to see more and often. That's written by our own Moose, who's being very quiet and humble right now. But um, what I'm all I'm saying is Kanye. I mean, when Kanye what do you want me to say? The best no. literature ever blessed to humanity 
Yeah, I was about to say when Kanye declared him bottom line, line when, when people wrong, look on right? Shakespeare's works, they suspiciously find these articles too. It's weird. Yeah, historians can't explain it. <laughs> it's moose. And so, yeah, specifically, um, these works. That's going to be on heavyshelf.com. Uh, we do have a form, and we are going to be using it more. Promise. Uh, <laughs> I've actually done. I've actually done a little um, tweaks to the website. Uh, you will see that we have a forum, Discord, and all that more prominently. If you join our Discord, you'll most likely find us in the chat playing some Minecraft. If you want to join that server, just let myself know. I'm West on there. I'm open and reachable. And uh, we'll get you on that server in a heartbeat. Again, thanks for checking us out. We will see you next week.